Welcome back to the Dewhawk Dozen podcast. My name is Neil Bingham. And I'm Rachel Mosier. This is our monthly podcast dedicated to our graduates of the last decade. 12 months with 12 great Dewhawks and countless stories to tell. Today's guest is 2021 grad Jacob Heidenreich. Let's do this. This month, we are catching up with 2021 graduate and recent Loris hire, Jacob Heidenreich. Welcome, Jacob. Hello, hello, everyone. It's so, so, so good to be here. I am <laughs> extremely honored and privileged to be here. Awesome. So your nominator shared that you spent your college career learning and growing both in your faith and as well as your linguistic abilities. Upon graduating, you signed up as a Jesuit volunteer in San Jose, California, leaving Iowa Whoa, leaving <laughs> Iowa, to give back to the worldwide community. You helped create and implement faith programming for high school students from underserved communities so that they can meaningfully engage in their faith that does justice. Also, during your time at Loris, you assisted the parish life director and faith formation coordinator at Holy Trinity in planning and implementing leadership and direction in faith formation for the Latinx community. This describes how you are an active learner, someone who is always learning and always growing. I feel like that's pretty pretty spot on. How has everything been since, I mean, like, you know, California is a big shift from Fort yeah. Dodge and then Dubuque. So how has everything been um, now that you're back from Iowa? What, what have you learned? Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's truly been a, a roller coaster ride. I, um, I was just chatting with, with Stacia McDermott from our spiritual life department that I, I feel like I'm, I'm still trying to process everything that's happened. You know, just a, a week and a half ago now, I was still a Jesuit volunteer I'm living in, in South Bay, California. So um, overall, I just feel like I'm just sitting and resting in a, a season of gratitude, gratitude for the folks that I encountered and I, I you know, did life with in the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. I'm grateful for the community that I worked in um, and the, the community that I accompanied and, and encountered. So I, I just, I'm, I'm really, really just trying to take it day by day because, you know, now I, I enter into another thing that I'm just beyond grateful for. And that is working here at Loris College. So I'm just, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing well. And I, you know, to a- answer your question, Neil, I, I, I learned a, a bajillion amount of things. <laughs> and, you know, I, I feel like that's one of those, those questions, you know, it's like, hey, do you have two hours for the next two hours free? Because I'll tell you everything that I learned this past this past year. And so um, I, I really, I just, I, I, I personally, you know, I, I, I just, I thank God so much for nudging me in the direction to do the Jesuit Volunteer Corps um, and to just, and for guiding me along the entire way. Because I really, yeah, I'm just, I'm in a, a season of gratitude right now for the many, many blessings I've received. And a part of that, I mean, you're back at Loris now, which is huge for Loris, I think, um, a great opportunity for for us to kind of have someone young, excited, and just ready for it to enter the enter the workforce here. Can you fill us in a little bit on what your new position at Loris will look like? I mean, it's day three, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot to learn still, I'm sure. But yeah. what will you be doing now that you're back on campus? Yeah. So I, um, first off, I'm standing on the the shoulders of giants. So first off, Debbie Gross. Um, Debbie Gross was our our past coordinator uh, of faith formation and faith de- development. What a um, legacy she left here. And an absolute legacy. Oh my gosh, you just talk about. 
a, a Duhok Titan, a Duhok legend. That's 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 mm-hmm. Debbie Gross. And I mean yeah. someone that really embodies true love and true joy. So definitely, definitely, definitely some large footsteps there. And then as well with with Dr. Michael Bagby, our our, our previous coordinator of liturgy and sacred music. I'm um, just another incredible Duhok legend right there. So um Essentially, my position, it's a new position, a bit of a hybrid between um, their their two roles. So I am officially the coordinator of liturgy and faith formation within spiritual life here. Um, and I will be helping and just supporting the spiritual identities of all of our students, um, whether that's through our liturgies, our, our daily masses, our Sunday night masses, um, prayer services, retreats, you name it, um, RCIA programs, many, many opportunities. And essentially creating a culture, and this is one of our goals just as a spiritual life team overall, is to create a an environment of encounter, of dialogue, of hospitality, of, of love and inclusion. So that is just my... That's my goal, and that's essentially, I think, what the job is 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 based based around is how can how can one be an instrument of God's love and peace through this role and through this ministry. That's awesome. That's an easy task, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> such a simple task for you here. But it's it, it's it's a there's a great team. I mean, I I I keep telling them. Gosh, I feel like I hit the jackpot. I, I really just feel like the luckiest guy in the world um, entering into this this rock star. I mean, truly rock star team um, with spiritual life here. And so I I they are all my mentors, and they have been and will continue to be. And so I'm learning a lot from them, trying to be a, a sponge as much as possible. Looking back at our careers or our time at Loris, I never, I didn't come in thinking, okay, I want to be involved with spiritual life, but some people, some students really do. And it's amazing what that department and the lives that you'll touch in your role will, um, what the spiritual life really does for everyone on campus, whether you plan for it or not. And so I'm excited to see what you'll bring to the table. Thank you so much. That means the world. Did you envision yourself being back at Loris this quickly after graduating? You know, I I always knew and and it was funny as as I was as I was graduating, I I just felt yes, this is a goodbye, but it's it's not a true goodbye. It's just a see you later. And you know, I I, I was planning on, on on being, you know, being uh actively involved um alumni, but you know, I I, I never in my wildest dreams imagined um stepping into this role. Um, not only like so quickly right now, but just in this, this, this role overall. So it's, um, as I said before, very, very surreal. And I'm just trying to, you know, yeah, take it one day at a time and just sit and rest in this gratitude for this position. You know, it is really interesting. I, I've talked with a few people about it, that one really interesting thing about higher ed is all the different facets most of them you don't go to school necessarily to, to study to be in that field. Like mm. you don't study to go into financial aid per se as a, as a collegiate financial aid worker or into the spiritual life office. But some of your interests, the things that you do study help kind of form and shape those, those mm-hmm. ideas, opinions, and strengths to be able to tee you up perfectly for those positions. So it's, it is really exciting to have you back on campus knowing that what you're involved in and all the stuff you did, I think you're going to be doing a great job. So the beauty of a liberal arts education. <laughs> yes, yes, go. yes, yes. I mean, well-rounded. And who can stay away from Loris for too long? I mean, I, I just, it's just, I, I, I mean it when I say it, but it's really one of my favorite places in the entire world. And so it's mm-hmm. just being back here day three now, it's just, it's it's incredible. It's cool to see the different paths. Like, yeah. Neil, you you started at Loris in admissions and July stayed here. after I graduated. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. Um, I saw the assistant director of 
alumni um, posted, and I was like, oh, that'd be a cool job. They're lucky whoever gets that. I was like, oh, maybe I'll try yeah. for that. Then so, that's how I got here, and so we're excited, and we love when great alumni come back. Thank you so much. So I think an additional huge testament um, to what you've already accomplished is that you were nominated, selected by the Young Alumni Advisory Board when you applied or I'm sorry, before you applied for this job, interviewed and were selected for your new position here on campus, which is great. Um, so there's a lot that you've done before that leading up to this. I mean, obviously, getting this job, being nominated and selected by the Young Alumni Advisory Board, it wasn't because you came back to Loris. All this happened because of what happened before. So we talked about it a little bit, but can you fill us in a little bit about what you were doing out in California? Yeah. Well, And, and first off, I, I, I just want to say again how much of an incredible honor and privilege this is to even have been considered and, and nominated. I, I just, you know, when I when I first saw this, I was like, ah, man, I, I don't deserve this whatsoever. There, there are so many other countless amazing Duhok alums out there. And so I, I just, I, I really, this, this is a sincere honor and privilege. Um, so thank you for this opportunity. Uh, yeah, so what I did immediately following graduation, so about, I would say, the end of my of the fall semester of my senior year here at, at Loris in 2020, I had felt, you know, as I mentioned before, a little bit of a God nudge um, lean, leading me into uh, discern the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. Um, and, and what that is, is essentially it's a, a nonprofit postgraduate volunteer opportunity um, that allows, uh, you know, recent grads um, from all ages, all backgrounds, all identities, um, to engage in the ministry of accompaniment, of encounter, um, in, in many, many ways. Um, so for me personally, I uh, was blessed and blessed, blessed, blessed to have my my workplace through the Jesuit Volunteer Corps at Cristo Rey San Jose Jesuit High School. And I just want to give a little bit of a shout out to them. Go Lions! <laughs> um, viva Cristo Rey! Um, and my role there, I was the assistant campus minister there. So um, that was just, oh my gosh, every single day. You know, life has its challenges. It's a, it's a roller coaster. But overall, I just was constantly being surrounded by so many beautiful people, so much joy. Um, and just the privilege of being in the role of a high school minister is, it's. I think it's one of those priceless things that you just can't put, you can't really describe truly. Um and then also with the Jesuit Volunteer Corps, um, I have my commitment working at Cristo Rey, um, but also living in an intentional community. So I live with six um, incredible, incredible community members. Um, and we all worked at different sites in the San Jose, California area, all at nonprofits. Um, and we all essentially, our, our program is, is focused on four pillars, and that is spirituality, that is social justice, um, that is community, and that is simple living. And so those are the four pillars we were constantly holding each other accountable on um, and making sure that we are growing and engaging in them in some capacity. So you worked with a wide array of ages and different faith stages that mm -hmm. everyone was um, in their journey. Uh, what was that like? What was it like working with younger children yeah. and then high school students? Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was, it was, a little intimidating at first, you know, because I, I think I, I walked in and, you know, I, um, I went by as Mr. H for the, for the kiddos. Um, and, you know, it was like, wow, I, I, I am in this, this position right now. And I'm, I'm in a teacher role and a minister role. And this is something that's was, I mean, still, I mean, still is very, very new for me. And so, and it's a huge responsibility, um, but also a great privilege at the same time. So, 
it was just it was in- incredible walking into that that experience and i and i just also want to give a shout out to all of the staff members um, and all the students at Cristo de San Jose. Um, they welcomed me with such loving and caring arms and with such a hospitable attitude from day one. And so that made that transition from recent college graduate to jazz volunteer so, 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 so much easier. Um, and, you know, and I, I always, I, I told the kiddos, you know, I am a campus minister. Yes, that is my role. Um, and you are students, yes, but you are ministering to me as much as I am to you. There's this mutual, there's a sense of mutual accompaniment of encounter of teaching one another, and so that, um, yeah, that was, that that really was how I, I really walked into that experience, just being so blown back with just the the joy and and all the things I was learning from the students and the staff members there. And it uh, sounds like a very joyous experience mm-hmm. <laughs> just from like hearing you talk about it and just seeing the expression and um, feeling the excitement just as you describe it. One thing I am curious, though, you mentioned the transition and going from a newly college graduated student out to California. When you look back at it, do you have any advice for newly graduated Jake as he's facing this daunting move from <laughs> Fort Dodge to Dubuque to California all on your own for the first time? <laughs> that That is an excellent question, Neil. You know, if I if I had the chance to do that, to go back to <laughs> talk to younger Jake right there, I think I would just say, my friend, just relax. Take it one day at a time, poco a poco. That's what I like to say. It's my, a little little mantra of mine, little by little. Um, and, you know, just allow yourself to rest in, in the joy of this experience. Um, allow yourself to be gentle with yourself in, the, in this transition um, and to just be. You know, I think a lot of times... I, I struggle with, you know, I was thinking, okay, having this do mentality. What do I have to do? What do I have to achieve? This and that. But what JVC really, really trained me and really forced me to and really stepped me out of my comfort zone to, to really think about is how can you just simply be? And in, in a way, how can you just simply love? Allow, to, allow yourself to receive love and to give love um, with, with no strings attached. So um, that I think that's what I would... Um, those are, so those would be some of the pieces of advice I'd give to younger Jake. I think that's hard in this day and age just <laughs> yeah. to sit mm-hmm. back and be like little by little, like yeah. when you're on social media and you're you're getting all this information and mm-hmm. or just the news, like yeah. <laughs> so it's that's something that we can all take away from is like just deep breath and mm-hmm. little by little Definitely. everything will. And I think that's huge too. Is I had a, a teacher in high school who used to always say, "Live simply, uh, so others can simply live." Mm. And it's interesting, you know. You think you take that to heart and you think, "Oh yeah, I'm doing that," and then to hear it now. 10 plus years later, it's like, okay, I, I still can take a step back and still simplify mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit and, and take those steps back and look at it from kind of a bird's eye view because mm. it, it, it never hurts to hear that reminder. That's a, that's a beautiful, I, I love that. I, I need to write that down because that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good, a good reminder for me as yeah. well. That, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's fantastic. One trend we have come across pretty frequently in these interviews is um, a combination of faith and service and you are very much not an exception. Um, where did you first start to see these two guiding principles in your life? Or when did you know that this is something that you could do for the rest of your life? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think, um, my parents instilled in me from, from a very, very early age of just understanding, you know, um, and, and really trying to practice a sense of gratitude, be grateful for what you have, be grateful for, you know, um, the, the blessings you, you, you have received. 
and you know they really instilled in me a spirit and and I'm gonna take a phrase from our the the motto of our our, our Breitbach program here, <laughs> um, but you know it's this idea of what you give or what you receive as a gift you give as a gift, and my my parents were definitely definitely huge 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 um, folks that really formed that um, spirit within me and you know I, I think growing up I, I and I'm still learning what that what that means and you know how to live that out day by day, but. You know, and alongside, um, I, I grew up within the Catholic Church, and my Catholic identity that identity that really instilled in me this this sense of truly, you know, what you receive. These are all blessings. You know, you know, I I, I just and there's so much to get to give back, and 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 so much work to do, so much so much justice work to do um, to, to create this world a more equitable, inclusive. Um, an affirming space for for all all communities, specific, specifically folks with marginalized identities. So, um, you know, it, it, so growing up, it was my my Catholic identity and my my parents. But then, you know, I, I could go on and on with with mentors in my life, whether that's from high school, um, here at Loras College, um, and 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 and, con- and that continue today. So, um, I, I really I I am where I am at right now because of so many folks. I I would not be who I am. I'd not be where I am at today without a bajillion of incredible, incredible blessings in my life. Yeah, I think um, it is really impactful when you take a step back and you look at all the mentors that you've had across the board, especially getting to this point now where you're, you look back at some of those teachers that might have been harder in the past where it's like, oh gosh, you know, <laughs> I really thought they were just kind of strict and, and stern for no reason when in hindsight it's like they just wanted me to learn, mm-hmm. which is fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think it's awesome that you can at least amorphously account for all of those uh, those various Definitely. influences and and people that helped along the way. One thing I am curious about is, aside from these people and these very uh, profound and impactful jobs that you've had, mm-hmm. one of the earlier jobs, um, you were also a groundskeeper <laughs> at Holy Trinity in Fort Dodge at a cemetery for yeah. over a year. Mm-hmm. Neil really does his research when <laughs> at, at yeah. looking at these questions. I try. Except wow. we do have, we did have one um, that we joked about. Uh, PJ Fricano, who was a classmate of ours and a re- recent recipient, had nothing. He had one old TH article where we had a little bit about him. So, <laughs> wow, finally, yeah. so luckily he was a no classmate. So Yeah, no yeah. social media, but we found it. <laughs> um, so in this job mm-hmm. at Holy Trinity, um, you know, it did... Oddly enough, still stay within the the centered region of your interest in faith and growing in that 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 yeah. aspect of spirituality, which not a lot of people think of. Mm. Um, what was that experience like for you as you traversed kind of a non traditional uh, <laughs> younger job? Yeah, it was extremely extremely eye opening in, in in so many ways. Um, you know, I I remember I think when I got into I I, I didn't really understand the the role very, very clearly because, you know, I, I just thought, you know, as a high schooler, oh, I'm just going to be mowing lawns and, and, and this and that. But, you know, as, as soon as I stepped into the role, I, I realized that it, it was, it was so much more than that because, you know, yes, you are mowing lawns, but I mean, you're mowing lawns at a, at an extremely, extremely sacred space, an extremely intimate space for, for, for all of us. I mean, for, for humanity, um, and, and, and one thing that really shocked me, and then I think also really helped me to understand, you know, this idea of ministry and accompaniment is there would be many, I mean, multiple times where 
we would have to assist with burials or, or um, services or, you know, just help folks who are looking for a family member or a loved one in the cemetery. And so it's, it's indescribable. And I think there's another example of a priceless, indescribable experience and blessing that I've received from God in this life because, you know, to be able to encounter folks in such a an intimate setting and in such a sensitive and, and, and sacred time um, was it was just a gigantic privilege and but it was also very intimidating too you know it, it's and and I'm not gonna lie sometimes a bit scary too <laughs> it was it, it sometimes got you know if you're if you're getting out there it, it's been a, a long night and if you're if it starts to get dark it gets a little spooky out there but yep. <laughs> um, but also just really also very peaceful very calm very serene and so um, yeah it was just a like you said a, a very non-traditional way to to spend my summer, but I'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate and grateful that I, I had those experiences. And interestingly enough, two years later, you did go back um, to Holy Trinity and you helped with parishioners that were a part of the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. How did you see your role within the parish change in your day-to-day from, you know, groundskeeper and helping in kind of that sacred space outside of the church itself to mm-hmm. working with the parishioners and with the Latinx community that were attending the services and, and yeah. you know, seeking additional um, supports from the community. Yeah. You know, I mean, right away there were, I mean, many, many immediate changes and it it was a very different, you know, work style and, and, and way of, way of work and ministry. But in a way though, it also was very similar. Um, and I I don't think I really expected that. And I, and I think that's the benefit of retrospect in, in so many ways is that you kind of get to as life goes on, you get to connect the dots from past experiences. <laughs> but I remember going, heading back to my my home parish and entering and 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 you know having the blessing of being in that position. I realized, wow, this is it's very much still a, a, a ministry of accompaniment of encountering folks um, and really meeting them where they're at in their spiritual and their faith journeys, wherever that may be. And so in that year, in that summer, I, I had the privilege of just um, serving with our incredible, incredible parishioners, in particular, um, our parishioners, part of the Hispanic Latino community. And so um, that that was just, I mean, sincerely, a, a another one of those privileges, those priceless <laughs> gifts. Um, I feel like I've said that word so many times, but it's <laughs> I, I, I mean it sincerely because I, I just feel like I've been so gosh darn blessed in so many ways. And so I, I learned a lot about, about myself during that role and and another um, beautiful aspect of that is that was in the summer of 2020. So mm. um, that was when, you know, our, as everyone knows, our world was in a completely different manner. We, we were just completely transformed with the unfortunate, tragic COVID-19 pandemic that was just starting and, and, and unfortunately still continues today. But um, so, you know, it was a, a privilege to encounter ministry in a way that, you know, was going from completely, you know, in person to now to virtual. And then can we come back to a hybrid? Like what does church and mass look like in person and this and that? Um, What can we do? What's safe enough? And so that was um, just another blessing to, to have have encountered that experience and to gain, gain that knowledge of, of ministry in that way. Um, And it also really, uh, helps me in a way to, to discern this vocation, this idea of how do I feel called in life, you know, following my, my years at Loris. And, you know, I was very fortunate that the religious studies department here allowed me <laughs> to use that experience um, as my practicum experience. So that was just a fantastic way to 
collaborate with my academics and really allow myself to um, think, see, and act and really decide how I want ministry to be a part of my life as I move forward and as I, um, yeah, as I continue past Loris College. So we touched a lot of aspects of your, <laughs> like, in retrospect, pretty short professional career. Yeah. What has been the biggest takeaway that you've, um, that you can go back and say, hey, this is something I'll take for the rest of my career? Hmm. That, yeah, that's... Pretty loaded question. <laughs> it, 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 but it's, it's such a good one, and I think mm-hmm. that's something I, yeah... I, and I want to continue reflecting on that. I feel like it for every year for the rest of my life mm-hmm. um, because I think that, yeah, I, I'm always a firm believer that every day can, can teach you a new thing. Um, and so I, I, I think what I would say, uh, yeah, that's an excellent question, Rachel. Um, Classic active yeah. learner answer. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, okay, yeah. I think what it would have to be is, you know, life... Life can be a pretty scary thing sometimes. You know, there can be many highs and many lows. But, you know, in, in my in my very, very short professional career, wh- one thing that I've realized is it, being in ministry and being in those spaces where you just get to encounter folks, meet them where they're at and say, hey, you want to go for a walk? Well, that's literally or like metaphorically, like, you know, let's let's, like, let's just do this thing called life together. Let's, let's grow together. Let's teach one another. Let's, let's learn and let's ask the big questions. Let's, let's discern. Let's unpack with one another. Let's support one another on our highs and our lows. And I think to me, you know, you can get into the specifics of ministry, whether that's liturgy, um, this and that. But I, I, I think at the end, the end of the day, that's what ministry is all about is allowing yourself to be touched um, and really just enkindled by their love, their soul. Um, and, and vice versa, that mutuality right there, um, that, that, that community. And so I think that's the biggest takeaway is to be in the position of encountering folks where they're at um, and to witness their highs and to be with them on their lows and vice versa for me and myself, um, what an honor of a lifetime that is and something that I, I hope and I, I pray to God that I can continue to do as I um, continue on, the, on my life journey. <laughs> That was very profound. And yeah. Very, like, I think Loris does a great job instilling that in us. Like, yeah. Amen. Um, um, knowing I, our dear friend Patrick Reedy always, mm-hmm. like, he knew everyone from the janitor um, to the people cleaning up the space right after to, uh, to the CEO. Like, ev- mm, know yeah. everyone's name, treat everyone the same way because we're all just getting through life yeah. and we're just yeah. we're all we all have the same goal in uh, in the long run mm. yeah so after that deep reflection <laughs> we're kind of ch- switching things up and you said you have listened to our podcast before yes so we have our dozen questions for a dohawk dozen okay do you remember these <laughs> i i by I, heart. It's, be, it's better that you don't. <laughs> okay, I, I, it, it's, it, I will uh, full transparency. It, it was, I, I think about a, a month ago. The last, well, no, 
now I'm trying to think, when did I last listen? But it, it, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can remember them all right now. But I, Well, that's awesome. I'm ready. We want, we want quick, rapid-fire questions, and you give us the first answer that pops into your mind. Okay. Okay? Whew. Okay, I'm ready. So, so this is proof to at home. These are not um, rehearsed. Yeah. yeah, no. Perfect. Okay. Where was your last vacation? I would say California. <laughs> what was your first job ever? Um, uh, detasseling corn. Oh, detasseling that corn. is an Iowa answer. <laughs> That's a very, very <laughs> Iowa answer. Is your bed made right now? It is. What is your go-to karaoke song? Um, New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. Wow. Nice. <laughs> um, what movie or show do you quote the most? Mm, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of The Office. Mm. Um, I love Schitt's Creek. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. I love Harry Potter too, so I probably quote a lot of that as well. <laughs> and I love the movie Elf. I think it's by far one of the greatest Christmas movies out there. That's might be an unpopular movie. opinion, but I, I know, I, I love Elf. Great movie. Very good. Um, what was the last TV series you binge watched? Oh, you know, I might. I'm going to tell you right now what I, I'm binging right now. If that's okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm breaking the rules right now. <laughs> no. But I mean, it technically is the last <laughs> yeah. one I watched. So on Apple TV, I highly recommend For All Mankind. It's this incredible, incredible space drama. Um, it kind of, it's about an alternate history of, you know, it, it talks about the space race in the 1960s and what would have happened if Russia landed on the, on the moon <laughs> first. So it's, it's a... It's a really, really, and I'm I'm only in season one, but I'm I'm, I'm digging it so far. There wouldn't have been a why we chose to go to the moon speech by JFK. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, <laughs> and and they talk about that on there, so it's 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 pretty neat. It's a little bit of historical fiction right there. Wow. Okay, are you a morning person or night night owl? Definitely a morning person. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. The energy. What is your go-to lazy dinner? Oof. Maybe some pasta, something with mm. pasta. Ooh. Who is one of your heroes? Hmm. My parents. What age has been your favorite so far? Oh, man. I'm going to say 22 to 23, those ages. 22 to 23. Purple or gold? Purple. What is your favorite spot on Loris College campus? CTK and... Uh, hmm. I think I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna say right along the rock bowl. Oh yeah, like along the rock bowl on the grassy hill, or yeah. like on the, like the Roman side. Yeah, yeah, Roman side. There's okay. a, there's a there's a, a picnic bench, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that would that be the north north. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I, I can't we really tell directions, <laughs> but I, I'm not the, the river right is always east. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. So that, I think that would be, I think that would be north. But that was a, a favorite spot of mine to study and to wrote many a paper on that picnic bench. Were yes. you a Roman um, student? Did I, you live there? I attended Roll Town for one semester. In Roll, so, Town. Uh, Roll Town. Roll Town. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> I never have. <laughs> Roll Town. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Yeah. But um, CTK, that is an awesome place on campus. And it's, mm. it's amazing how many life events like yeah. we all go back to yeah. like, Hey, I've been to weddings there. Mm. I've been to funerals. I've been to, um, daily masses and, yeah. um, the it's, welcome mass. There's yeah. like just when the students are back for the first time, mm-hmm. faculty and staff mm-hmm. have a prayer service. When the school year starts with all the faculty and staff, it's, it really is just kind of across the board. Yeah. 
a very profound place. It and really here is. you are. You are <laughs> running the show or, or being one of many that run the show. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. One of many, you know, it's, it's this, this spirit, like I said before, the spiritual life team is just a, it's like the all-star squad and it's, 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 it's a privilege to be a part of them. Mm-hmm. So Christ the King and outside of the Rock Bowl there on that picnic bench are two of your favorite spots on campus. Tell us a little bit more about your Loris experience as a whole and maybe why you chose Loris in the first place. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 one of my, my previous students at Cristo Rey asked me a very, very similar question. And he was like, you know, so why? Yeah, because he, he himself was in the, the college search process, the admissions process. And he was like, yeah, how did you find out, you know, what, what sold you to go to Loris? And, you know, um, I and I'll, I'll never forget, but I, I really um, I remember it was, gosh, that would have been 2016, 2017 now um, when uh, my mom and I decided to do Iowa Private College Week. <laughs> The IPCW hit the road, so we um, <laughs> so we went. And what's funny now that looking back, I can't believe we did this, but <laughs> we first started the day in Briarcliff in Sioux City, so the what? the west oh. the west border of Iowa, and then the last trip was in good old Dubuque, Iowa, in Loris College. So we went river across river. river to river across the state in one day. In one um, day. In one day. One. Yeah. So and I I can't remember the the logistics, but there was some reason why we couldn't do the sure. the I, I I can't I wish I could remember, but um, I I just remember you know I, I thoroughly enjoyed all I, I enjoyed my Briar Cliff. You know we we went to Buena Vista and um, and you know I, I thoroughly enjoyed those experiences and I and I and those are fantastic institutions. Um, but I but I will say that when I. Uh, I stepped foot on campus. It, it was we were my mom and I were both exhausted after the day of traveling and and meets and greets and, and all this information overload. But I'll, I'll never forget walking down to where the Mark Lawn is now, um, right underneath uh, that walkway below um, the connection the connection between CTK and Kane Hall. Um, and I just remember feeling just this sense of home, and you know. Another, you know, bring up retrospect again. I, I, I personally feel that that was that was God right there. You know, I, I really did feel um, such a divine presence stepping foot on campus, and 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 it, it was it was indescribable, and, it, and it's still kind of hard to wrap my mind around that. Um, you know, I, I like to refer to it as like an aha moment of wow. I think this is this is a really cool place that I really need to think about and really discern <laughs> and and then and that was just the beginning and then I, I met the incredible staff members and faculty members here um, and you know I, I met President Collins and, and and he was so kind and so supportive and and so hospitable to me um, and, and and I just I think it was it was the people the community the the beautiful landscape that just that sold floors for me, and, and and that's and that's what I was telling my student this this past year at Creaseway is you know I, I just felt like home, and, and I and I told him you know I invite you to do the same when you're when you're visiting is what feels good, what's that gut feeling telling you, mm-hmm. um, and and I and, and I'll stand by the statement I say it's it's been one of the greatest decisions I've ever made was to be a Duhawk and 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 to continue to be a Duhawk now, <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting that you use the word discern because I had a long talk with Chris Stoker worked here in a yeah. mission for a bit, um, 2018 grad. And he had always mentioned that 
for him, the college search really is just an additional discernment process. Not just, mm. is an additional discernment process. Because I feel like a lot mm. of times people reserve discernment for whether or not to be a priest or am I or am I not going to be a nun and like yeah. very much about the religious life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we discredit sometimes that we're asking 17 and 18 year olds to discern where they want to spend <laughs> the next four years of their life. Yeah. It's it such is formative a, four years uh-huh. or two years. Very daunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's such a good point. And yeah, I, I, I just feel like life, life itself is a, you know, not to get too deep and profound again, but I, <laughs> life itself is a big discernment journey. We're always yeah. needing to make decisions and navigating the, sh- the direction of our, of our life. And so I, um, yeah, one of my one of my favorite saints, uh, the founder of the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, Saint Ignatius of Loyola, he would always say, you know, what what's bringing you consolation um, or desolation? You know, do you feel consoled? Do you feel good when you think of a decision or think of this outcome in your life? Um, and how do you feel God working through that? And so um, that's uh, that's something that I really want to continue doing for the rest of my life. In addition to the places on campus, mm-hmm. people at Loris really play a, an important role in your experience Definitely. and whatnot. Who's been some of the most influential within your time at Loris and beyond? Mm. Oh, you know, I, I, <laughs> this is another one. It's like, do you, do you have a day? Cause I, I, I'll, I'll just start reading off names and, and I, and I feel so bad. I, I'm, I know I'm going to forget a few folks, but I, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm organizing this in my head so I don't forget anyone, but um, you know, Dr. McCarthy Gilmore, um, my advisor for my, my, uh, Spanish degree, um, what, what an in- incredible human being right there just inspired me and continues, continues to inspire me in so many ways. And then my religious studies program, uh, Dr. Amanda Osheim, my, another one of my, my advisors and Colleen Cool, um, who are also my, uh, directors and leaders in the, the Breitbach Catholic Thinkers and Leaders program. How cool is it that you get to work right next to Colin? I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it's it's so surreal. It's uh, you know, talk about legends again. Yeah. Walking in the footsteps of absolute Duhawk legends. Do legends. So, um, you know, <laughs> throw I, that do on everything. Yeah, throw that do on any, everything, and, and um, you know, they. I just they continue to be just beautiful, beautiful blessings in my life, and I, 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 I just, oh my gosh, and then also, you know, with, within that program. Uh, he, he, he moved on to a new journey at, um, in, in a, a local parish, but uh, Father Douglas Wathier, um, another just, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't know if I've ever met anyone more intelligent in my life who just, <laughs> and, and just really, really cultivated such um, curiosity and just this infectious desire to learn more and to grow more. Um, and yeah, just, just fantastic. And then um, if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep naming off names. Uh, Dr. Amy Lorenz. Um, I, I I had my cluster was with uh, Father Wathier and Dr. Amy Lorenz. Um, That's just, a powerhouse cluster. Oh right there. my <laughs> gosh! And you know we actually um, were had the the privilege of going to to Italy um, with them and to have them as our as our uh, faculty members there. And so that was another another privilege. Um, just just an absolute incredible honor to have that experience with them. Um, and then I'm, and then I'm, I'm moving forward into, uh, uh, the spiritual life department. Um, you know, I, I've, I've mentioned their, their legendary names before, but Debbie Gross, Dr. Michael Bagby, uh, oh my gosh. Um, Stacia McDermott, Hannah Eby, Father Vu, Tanya Tussie. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and, 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 and even our, our, our previous spiritual life, um, 
our, our previous spiritual life members. And I, I think I mentioned Dr. Michael Bagby. I'm not sure if I did, but you did. I, okay. Thank you. Never um, mentioned him enough. <laughs> and, and so, He's I so mean, talented. just the entire, the entire team. I mean, they have been my, my second mothers, fatherly figures to me. I mean, all, all of the above. And I just counselors to me. I mean, all, all yeah. So I, I just, I, I'm eternally, eternally, eternally grateful for them. And, and then, you know, it, it just, I just think about all the folks, you know, folks in campus dining, um, in the Einstein's, the pub and, you know, and I, and I want to give a particular shout out, um, to a beloved member who just recently passed away, Donna Zimmerman. Um, she was always such a joy, such a joy to me. Mm -hmm. Um, may she rest in peace. And I just, yeah, want to give a special, special shout out to her. Um, another one of those just blessings. Um, and then, yeah, my, my admissions representatives, um, you know, President Collins, the, the, the list, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely missing out on someone. And so I, I, I really apologize if I, if I am right now, but, um, yeah, just eternally grateful. And, and that's, you know, that's staff and faculty, but then, then you go to my, my, my friends, my classmates, my, my fellow Duhawks. And I, I, I don't know if there's enough time for me to, to, to list. Cause I, Our I first I, ever 24 hour I, podcast. I, I could, I could talk, I could, um, gavel on and on for, for hours, but I, you know, my Breitbach classmates and just my, my roommates, my housemates and, and just my, my friends that are forever my, my family now, my loved ones. Mm-hmm. And that I am just grateful to know. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you recruited in 2017, was it Anse Bowden then who was your admission rep? Uh, yes, yes. Yep. 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 Uh huh. Another do so, Yeah. So it just, Another I, it just, just, <laughs> just is. fantastic individuals. And I mean, you know, and I, I was just talking with, with, with station McDermott, um, the other day, uh, another Duhawk right there. Fantastic <laughs> Duhawk. Um, you know, and, and I mean, it's just, it's ironic that I'm mentioning this cause we just talked about it, but I think there's a reason that Duhawks come back here. Yeah. And, you know, it's because it's, it's just there's something different in the water here. It's, it's just it's a special it's a special, beautiful, beautiful place. And it's just, you know, it, it's rare to find a community that is just so filled mm-hmm. with love, constant love, constant support, constant affirmation. And so, um, yeah, got they, it. Lo- they lots flock of back home. They <laughs> flock back home. That's for sure. Um, so with all the people you just mentioned, <laughs> they all were part of your different, um, aspects of Loris, um, whether you were an athlete, um, your Breitbart Catholic thinker, um, and leader, um, experience. And then when you studied abroad and you were even in do Cappella, I mean, <laughs> another <laughs> part of this podcast of making it th- 24 hours long is listing you know, <laughs> everything that you're involved in. Um, oh. You still manage to excel in the classroom. Um, since graduating, do you look back and never wonder how you were able to do all of that and still eat, sleep, and hang out with friends? <laughs> you know, I, I I really do. I'm like, you know, how <laughs> in the heck did I do? And 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 I I, I just it, it's kind of funny because now I'm I'm just in this new chapter of my life where I'm you know moving somewhere new, new job where I think we all you go through that transition of you know how am I organizing this or work-life balance and this and that and how am I like socializing this and that and where am I spending my time and um and then I look back in my college years and I'm like wow that was 
you know, that was a lot. And I, I was not getting as much sleep as I probably should have to be completely transparent. So I think that's the key right um, there is just not sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sleep. As I get older, that's one thing I'm like, sleep is probably one of the most important things to do. And, you know, but I, I, I honestly do think it, it was just it not only my faith, my 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 relationship with God, um, but my relation and also my relationships with all those folks I just mentioned, um, you know. I was also having another conversation the other day of, um, you know, I'm, I clearly remember there would be, I mean, so many people at Loris, but there would be so many times where I'd be having a really crappy day or a really tough day where life's just not going my way or, um, yeah, and anything like that. And, and But there would always be someone that would cheer me up, brighten my day, if it was Donna, make me smile. If it was, yeah, yeah. Well, it was Donna, it was Debbie. I mean, it was Darian, you know, mm-hmm. um, it just... The, the list the list goes on and on and so um i i, I personally believe I, I just that that's that's god and that's the, the divine working through there right there what tips and tricks do you have for like you know students are moving back the football program starting to move back next mm. week i mean students are moving back like now <laughs> uh what mm-hmm. tips and tricks do you have for balancing your time for other students that are going to start go that are going to start to go through that now that they're starting their loris career yeah um you know, I, I, this, I might be a little old school, but I, I, I say if you can invest in a, in a, a good old planner or whether that's digital or paper copy, um, just to map out your schedule, um, write down your classes, um, so that, you know, it kind of get, you kind of get used to that schedule. And then, you know, and, and I think just be gentle with yourself, take it day by day. I, I remember stuffing foot on campus right before the first day of classes saying, I, I don't, what's this building called again? And, <laughs> and I, I still, to this day, I feel like I, I mix up Hennessy and Hoffman, the two H's and I, I, I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. That's Hennessy. That's Hoffman. <laughs> um, and so it, yeah, just, I, I would just, you know, if I have the privilege of extending any, any tips or anything, advice, just be gentle with yourself, take it day by day, poco poco, like I mentioned. <laughs> um, because I think once in, in transit transitions, once the doing it day by day, then that will kind of become habitual. And then it, it kind of just becomes your, your daily life. Excuse me. So, um, yeah, that, I think that's what I would, um, definitely, definitely recommend. I think one, th- one common thread that we've seen now across all of your advice and your answers is you do have this profound sense of positivity, but also just like deep thought and thoroughness. Um, and one very unique part about your Loris experience was that you were actually abroad in March of 2020 mm. um, before you came back for that summer job we had talked about earlier. When you returned, uh, a Fort Dodge new- newspaper called The Messenger had interviewed you, and in it you'd said, I cannot begin to describe how grateful and blessed I am to have had this experience because I know that this is an opportunity that many people are not able to have. So for these past three months, I will be forever grateful. I think that's just an incredibly, incredibly inspiring mentality to have, um, considering all that was going on and, you know, considering that a lot of people looked at it as, well, I was sent home early for my, for my trip abroad. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you feel that applying to your life now, if not more than ever, at least similarly, now that you're two years beyond that point? Hmm. Um, thank, thank you so much for saying that, Neil. I, you know, I, I just, I remember it in that moment, you know, when there was so much stuff going on that I, I, I just, yeah, I was just like, who, who, who am I? Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I felt personally felt that I just should not be in a position to complain. Um, you know, obviously validate my feelings of it's okay to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's just not yeah. what 
no, and no one expected this. Um, and, and, and you have to validate and really affirm those feelings. Um, but not to sit in that because I, I think it's like, Jake, you got to go to Italy and Spain, um, for who cares how long, I mean, that, that is, I mean, a absolute blessing and a privilege that many folks do not get to have. And, and, and so, um, you better gosh darn be grateful for that and, and, and really, you know, um, yeah, just continue to, to count your blessings as they say. Um, and, and, and that's something that I also, I, I really, I, I want to continue for the rest of my life. And I, I, I definitely fail. I definitely fail in so many ways and some days. And I, I, it's, it's harder for some, sometimes it's hard to be grateful or to find ways to, um, yeah, to, to, to do that. But I, I think what I have found is one of the most grounding exercises when, when life seems to be just going a million miles an hour and changing beyond your control is to practice gratitude. Um, you know, uh, I also want to give another shout out to an alumni, Nicole Connolly, um, 20, 2017, 2017, I believe. Or 20, no, she was 2018. 2018. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because that would have been my my first year here. So 2017, 2018. So She's awesome. Absolutely. She's phenomenal. I mean, t- another legend right there. And, and I'll, I'll never forget one day we were sitting by the Garado right by um, Smith Hall. And she showed me that she had in her notebook a gratitude journal um, where she every day wrote down um, things that she was grateful for, whether that was a great tasting cup of coffee, a great conversation with or a great class with Dr. Osheim or seeing the most beautiful flower and bird on campus the other day um, or by learning a lesson by going through a very challenging time. And that has truly, truly stuck with me. Um, you know, and, and that's something that I, I, I've, I've, um, I, I want to continue doing. It's just writing down day by day, you know, what am I grateful for? And, you know, I, I remember this past January, um, my community mates and I, we were kind of having a, a rough week. We, um, we, we, we all unfortunately, um, uh, contracted COVID-19 and, mm. um, and we, you know, I remember getting a parking ticket that same, in a, <laughs> a, that same week. And, um, there, I mean, there were, there were, there were lots of other things going on, um, in our, in our, in our community. Um, but I remember what we kept coming back to was gratitude and how privileged we were. You know, we had access to clean water. We had access to medicine. We had access to beds, to shelter. And, and, and that, you know, yes, it was a scary time and, but we were, by practicing gratitude and, and, you know, recognizing that privilege, um, really, really helped us navigate a, a, a difficult time. Yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, like look at how far we've come in this pandemic, like mm. that, like from those first three months when we were talking before we started this podcast, when we were all locked up and now <laughs> we're living with it, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and hopefully um, someday we can not have to worry about it too much more. But mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got COVID. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you hear that a lot yeah, anymore. Yeah. And, and, but I'm glad it wasn't too serious. And it, it was, yeah. I mean, truly, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it was, it was a privilege and, you know, it's, and I, I think it's, yeah. And you were the most optimistic person. <laughs> <laughs> <Truly>. <laughs> it was a it's, privilege to get that. And, 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 you know, <laughs> and, but you know, also I, I think it's, it's, it's important to mention that, 
this this disease also impacts community, mm-hmm. communities in a very inequitable way. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, I I have to sit here and, and recognize that 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 privilege, especially as a as a as a white person. And so I, uh, um, yeah, it, it was it was we we had like I said we had those access to to medicine and, and to other things that really were able to take care of us and, and allow us to fortunately not really suffer extreme consequences. Yeah. Okay. This is off. I'm not recording, but I don't You're know how, how to did you stop. <laughs> I didn't, oh. <laughs> but this one is in the same article. Oh, I can just, if you don't, I can do it. So Pope Francis gave you a <laughs> shout out to Loris college students when you were in the pandemic? When they were studying abroad in Italy. Mm-hmm. Oh. You were over in Italy for a whole semester? So right back J term. Yep. Yep. J-term. So the, that same in 2020, I did a, a the J term oh, yeah. to Italy That's and then I, I, I flew to <laughs> flew to Spain from Spain. Italy okay. to Spain. And Pope Francis gave you the shout out mm-hmm. to <laughs> the microphone. Okay, now we're ready to get back. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that. Sorry. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know if it was essentially yeah during a uh, an Angelus prayer, oh. and I, I can I can share a little bit more. But it was um, <laughs> it was it was all because uh yeah. Father Wathier pulled some strings. That's for sure. Naturally, <laughs> Naturally. he has the connection. Yes, he does. Okay, so back to that article we, uh, Neil mentioned. Um, you also mentioned that Pope Francis had given a shout out to the students of Loris College. How, what was that like, and how did that come about? <laughs> oh my goodness, that is, that is something that I. It's still like hearing you say that, and whenever we have like I'm reminded of that. I mean, and it, I, I'll never forget it, but. It's just like, how in the heck did that happen? I mean, that is just a, that's one of those things where it's like j- absolute jaw dropping. It's like, did that actually just happen? And so the, the story. Does he know where Loris and, College is? I, I know, <laughs> I know. Is he a, is he a, a, a Duhok? You know, yeah. <laughs> Duhok supporting Duhoks. Um, I would love to get Pope Francis over here. That'd be fantastic. Let's, send him a shirt. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, and so, but I, I love sharing the story. Um, I want to bring up another shout out to previously mentioned Father Wathier again, Father Douglas Wathier. Um, so we, he, he was one of our instructors of the, the J term. And part of that J term experience is we attended the Sunday Angelus, um, which is a tradition, um, right in the, uh, St. Peter's Basilica. Um, Pope Francis will, will pray the Angelus, um, it's a beautiful prayer, usually always around lunchtime, around noon in the middle of the day. Um, and at the end of that, Pope Francis will give a few shout outs, a few hellos to whoever's in, in the audience. And it's usually, I mean, absolutely packed with people. Yeah. Um, with COVID, that had to change, but it's looking like things are back to normal again, which is, is awesome. Yeah. Really something to rejoice in. And, um, and I remember we were just sitting there and and I don't, I don't know, I, I remember... You know, Father Wathier, there, there, he had, there was a, there was a, there was a buzz in the air, and I couldn't quite sh- like tell what was going on, but um, we were sitting there, and you know, Pope Francis was just doing this beautiful prayer, and not, I mean, and just to say, I mean, that was the first time we had all seen Pope Francis, so I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is 
one of the coolest experiences of my life, another privilege right there. And, uh, and so the prayer had ended, um, and Pope Francis is like, well, you know, I, I, I first want to say hello to the sisters of, you know, X, Y, Z from, from Portugal. Hello. And he'll wave and a little woohoo, like from the, from the crowd. <laughs> um, and it says hello to this order, this, this institution, um, welcome. And then all of a sudden he says, and hello to the students of Loris College. <laughs> and, and, and what's, what's important to know is, so he was speaking, um, Italian, the whole time in his prayer. So yeah. we, we, we were getting some, like we, it was kind of hard to understand here and there, but, but father Wathier mm-hmm. knows Italian. So he was giving us translations and, um, and so, but when he said hello to the students of Loris college, that was in English. <laughs> and, you know, and I remember personally, I was and our, our group was kind of like split up. Um, but, uh, I remember personally just sitting there and it didn't hit me until a few seconds. And then I just like, we all just screamed with joy. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like Pope Francis just gave a shout out to Laura's college. Like literally said, hello. And it said from Dubuque, Iowa. And, and how Did anyone get that on recording? Cool. So actually the one, one of my classmates definitely has a recording of that, but, huh. and I'm not sure if it's on their YouTube channel, but if you go to Vatican media, they, the Angelus prayer is recorded every i think basically every week oh. and i don't know if they keep for how long they keep i mean this is two years now two, in january of 2020 january of 2020 probably t- january 19th 20th 21st but if you go there i know that there was a video at one point you it, it was recorded and That's you could awesome. hear him say that <laughs> cool. but the, the the fun the incredible back story of that what father Wathier told us um and just i mean he orchestrated this entire beautiful surprise it was just the greatest gift of a lifetime so all the praise and, and, and sincere thanks to him. Um, but so at that same time, um, there were the U.S. Catholic bishops were having their their annual the meetings with Pope Francis where they where they get to have their visits. I forget the, the, the Latin phrase for their, it adds something, if I'm not mistaken, visits to see to the Vatican to, to visit with Pope Francis. And it was the Iowa, it was the, <laughs> the region of Iowa at, at that point. And going to give another shout out to another Duhok. Um, previous father, uh, father Johnson, now mm-hmm. Bishop Johnson, Bishop of the die, uh, the diocese of Des Moines, um, was there. And so <laughs> they had connected father Wathier and Bishop Johnson to get into contact with the, the, the secretary of, of, um, of Pope Francis. And so, um, it, it just, it, it, it all, it all, <laughs> it, it, it was just, it's just incredible. And it's something that I'll, I, I hope to tell my, if I'm blessed to have children and grandchildren in the future, I hope to, to tell them that. And so it's, that is it's so uh, cool. And yeah, definitely yeah. goosebumps, God bumps, <laughs> in the words of Debbie Gross, God bumps. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Jake, again, we are so excited to have you back on campus. Equally excited to have you on the mm-hmm. show with us today. Um, so thank you very much for that. Uh, for our listeners at home, don't forget to mark your calendars for the 12th of every month, where we will be introducing the newest member of our Dewhawk Dozen. You can visit alumni.loris.edu slash dozen to learn more or to nominate a Dewhawk today. Thank you to the Young Alumni Advisory Board for sponsoring this podcast. Go, Go Dewhawks! Dewhawks.